Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. I greet you all in the most, most wonderful name of my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Lerato Ranamani and guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the third episode of a series that is titled Seek First. Today's topic is, yeah, is, 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 is another difficult one. And really, the heart of it is not condemnation. It's, you know, conviction and, you know, really us getting to know what God wants from us. Today's episode is titled love like god before we get into it let's start with a prayer lord we thank you so much for your grace we thank you so much for your love thank you for first showing us your love by giving us christ jesus as our lord and personal savior thank you father that your love is great and it's greater than everything that we can ever experience father god the depth the height of it father is so overwhelming and today lord we are longing to experience it and also give it to other people, Father God. May you help us through this journey, Lord God, that we do not feel condemned, Father God, but we may be convicted by your word that we come to a point of realization of our true identity in you, Father God, and that we may go back, Lord God, and shine your light so that the world may be able to love you and love us, Father God, which is your one and true desire for us to win souls, Lord God, and bring people to your kingdom, Father God. May you help us in this journey, Father God. We submit our hearts and our ears, Father, unto you. Speak to us, Lord God. We are here for it. We love it, Lord, and we welcome it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Guys, thank you for coming back. Thank you. Really, really thank you. Today's uh, message is titled, like I said, the title of the message is Love Like God, how do we love like God, particularly as God's church, where we have such a bad reputation of not loving, of being judgmental. You know, you hear so many people that have, um, is it backslid or backslided? Backslid, I think <laughs> I might be wrong. Backslid, you know, from from church and people that say, "Yo, Christians are so judgmental." Christians are so unloving you know some of them they even say yo these people are only showing of love at church but outside of church there are different people you know you go to the same church with someone and then when it's time to go home they don't even ask which direction are you taking to ah it's mind your own business i came i saw i conquered now i'm going back to my life you know so as christians we really really need to correct this thing in us where the world sees us as people that are so unloving that the world even runs to other places for love because they can't find it in church, you know. And it's so saddening that the institution that we refer to as an institution of Christ is not a reflection of who Christ is because God is love, right? And the organisms that are of Christ, which is us, are not a reflection of who Christ is Moreover, Christians that claim to have Christ in them do not reflect of, you know, the love of Christ and the love of God. 
so today i really hope that it will bring you know life you know and and a deep understanding of how god wants us to love guys and now personally i will say and admit at the beginning of this series that guys i'm a culprit you know i'm a culprit if there's someone that will say at some point i have thought Mary, the, the the mother of Jesus, had taken off her robe and given it to someone, it would have been me. Honestly, if perfection had a, if the dictionary had a, had pictures, possibly under perfection, they would have put my picture. Because that that's how I thought of myself. And as a result, I, I wasn't gracious to people. I, for me, I didn't care. <laughs> for me, it was black black or white you know why i I didn't even care to ask why are you doing such things for me it was it was frustrating for people to sin i felt like i man and what's wrong with you right and with the same measure of 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 judgment that i gave to other people i also gave to myself you know and to be quite honest the type of love that we're giving to people is a reflection of the type of love that we are choosing to accept from God and really the the measure of how gracious we are to ourselves and how, how we receive God's grace. Because honestly, the most unloving people are the people that do not accept God's love. And they're the very same people that do not believe that God is gracious to them. So they are very hard to themselves. You know, they're the same type of people that at night they judge themselves for a sin that they did in 1997 or in 1978 you know when they were still young and whatever and because of that and because of the condemnation that they're receiving particularly from themselves they cannot understand why you're expecting grace from them because they can't even give to themselves and and i know personally i was also there and really it took didn't even take the church guys (laughs) because the church was like me the church the churches that I went to, I went to so many different churches, by the way. The churches that I went to were like me. You know, it didn't take the church. It took someone outside of the church to correct my behavior and really help me understand really what, when God talks about love, exactly what is he talking about, you know, and what are his expectations of us as believers. In First Corinthians, this is going to be our anchor scripture for today. First Corinthians 13 guys this is a very popular scripture that is read at church at weddings it's a scripture about love love is such a you know beautiful topic that everyone talks about everyone knows about but it's very difficult for us to fathom really what this concept is about especially the type of love that is described um, in the bible so paul in the chapter before in chapter 12 paul talks about the different parts of the body right in as far as the church is concerned and he mentions that if one part is missing then we cannot really function properly as a church because we are lacking in a certain department right and it's the same thing even with our body parts if your nose is missing you can't really function properly right because another part has now to take the the role of itself and the role of the body i don't know if that makes sense Right? So it has to compensate for the other thing. And really as a church, the reason we're not possibly not in the position that God wants us to be and we're not thriving as a church is because so many of the parts 
that are needed in the church are outside. And the reason they are outside is because they don't want to come inside. Because inside is toxic. Yes, guys, the church is very toxic. You know, and people are running away from the church. But these are the people that are gifted by God. These are the same people that are loved by God. That cannot really experience, you know, the homeliness of believers. Because believers are saying, change, and then you can come to God. But God is saying, come to me and I will change you, right? But Tina, as, as Amakolo, we're putting standards that are very unrealistic. And even us, we can't, uh, we can't measure up to them. Standards are very un- unbiblical. That are a reflection of Pharisees, to be quite honest. Um, and as a result, people feel rejected by believers. You know, it's, 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 it's very worrying that people cannot run to church however they are and to say, you know, I am like this, right? I'm struggling with adultery. I'm struggling with, you know, being a thief. You know, I'm struggling with same-sex, whatever, relationships. I'm struggling with that. And I want to know what God's heart is for, for me. But it's hard because already they feel condemned when they come to God, right? And it's also hard for people. It's, it's, very, it's very alarming for, for Christians not to have people running to them. As a believer, you've been since for so many years, but people can't even come to you and confide in you, you know, because possibly of the standard and, and the, the boundaries that you have set for people to say, no, be this and then you can come to me. So Paul is trying to correct that in, in, in this scripture. And, and he says, even if you speak in tongues, even if you have faith that can move mountains, you know, even if you have so much wisdom, but if you don't have love, then all these things amount to nothing, you know, because love is kind, love is patient, love does not envy, love does not boast, love does not keep record of wrong. And he continued to, to explain these things that love is, right? And in the last verse of this chapter, which is verse 13, he says, now that the three remain, he says, it's faith, hope, and love. But the greatest among these is love, right? And really, this is the, the foundation of our, our faith as Christians. And this is the true gospel of Christ, right? It is faith in God. It is hope in Christ. And it is, it is love through the Holy Spirit, right? It's easy for us to do the, the first two ones. And even in the Bible, there's a part, I, I can't remember the exact scripture, where it said, but you can't say you love God if you can't love the people that you see. So clearly, love has been a problem for creation ever since, right? Because God is love. And if we cannot love, then we're not tapping into who God is and what our identity is. And our identity is sourced in God. So this is one of the areas that we're lacking in and that we need to constantly, you know, want to grow in, right? It's loving people. The teachers of the time, the Pharisees of the time, came at one point to test to test um, Christ, and they like they asked him, "What what is the greatest commandment?" Because maybe they possibly wanted to check, does this person know the commandments of Moses, or is it just us <laughs> that know them, right?" And he says, "The greatest commandment is love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul." 
because this is a, the greatest commandment and then he says the second is like it right he says love your neighbor as yourself so he says love god and then love people love god love people as you love yourself he says whatever measure of love you're giving to yourself it should equate to the love that you're giving to people you know some people love themselves more but when it comes to other people they don't care you know but god is saying love yourself as you love other people you know the measure of love that you give to other people should be a reflection of the love that you you are giving to yourself in the book of john 7 53 it's the last chapter well john is basically the one that explains the story properly right john 7 35 no 53 and 8 chapter 8 from verse 1 is a very popular story of a woman that committed adultery now ukel uh, did what she did for whatever reason we we not told right and the pharisees and the teachers of the law at the time bring this lady to jesus and they're like uh man gee this person has committed adultery and according to the laws of moses we are supposed to stone her to death when or what do you say about this and then jesus went down and he started writing yeah? and then he said to them whoever is without sin let them cast the first stone right and i because they realized at that point that actually we're also not as perfect as we thought just that tina we think our sins are are much better and most of us are like that right christians we're like that they're like at least now i gossip when i are whole matter <laughs> you think because when are you you're committing a sin that you are assuming that it's lighter then someone is more of a sinner than you and someone is more deserving of god's punishment than you right and this is the stance that they were taking at this time jesus said if you believe that you are holier than this person then cast the first stone they didn't they took whatever they took and then they left and then jesus now had a conversation with this lady he asked do you feel condemned and then the lady said no and then jesus said i do not condemn you either now go home and live your life of sin which means whatever it is that you were doing and the type of life that you were living the sinful life that you were living leave it right because you have been forgiven by christ and we learned two important concepts from the story um guys the first one is that you know approach everything with love approach people with love um if you don't love people then do not correct them because you will judge them right it's very important for us to put love first because with love comes understanding with love comes patience with love comes compassion with love comes i am um, me being able to put myself in your shoes right because it's very easy to judge someone if you do not love them 
and it's very easy to judge someone if you can't put yourself in their shoes right it's 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 very easy and as believers we take that stance a lot because maybe we haven't experienced what other people have experienced i always say to my friends yo you know what i grew up in a township and you know grew up in the same environment as so many other ladies my age but now they've taken a different path i've also taken a different path but i cannot judge them for the path they have taken because i haven't experienced the challenges that they've experienced and life hasn't taken me through the path that they have taken and because i am from a point of privilege and god's favor was upon me to prevent me from experiencing certain things i cannot say how oh, you could have done better my sister with your life that is saying no I, I do not have the rights, guys. I'm not warranted to say that. Because now I'd be speaking from a point of privilege, right? But the privilege, it does not come from me being better. But it comes from God's favor. And God saying, you know what? I am putting my hand over you and I will not allow you to experience A, B, C, and D. Right? So it's good to evaluate that, you know what? So and so and so did A, B, C, and D. Yes. They, they they raped but this is not their identity it's what they did it's not who they are right and i do not know what their background is possibly let me have compassion and understanding to say my brother can i sit down with you and understand why you did a b c and d but the stance that we've taken as a church is to correct before loving which is doing the opposite of what god has told us to do God says the first thing you should do is to love, and that is the greatest commandment. He did not say judge people, or he did not say correct people. Worse, he did not say save people. Because as believers, we sometimes have this mentality that we are saviors. And we are like, now I'm only going to speak to him once. If he doesn't change, then I give up on him. He will never change. Because we are burdening ourselves with god's task it's not it's not our job to save people we can never save people guys we can never do you know what it took for god to save people the cross and dying we can never guys the burden of carrying people's sins and the burden of putting yourself in a position where you say i'm dying for people even in the knowledge knowing that they will possibly sin and they will possibly reject me that is the greatest gift that god gave us out of love in john 3 verse john 3 verse 16 it says god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life what do we get from this love is sacrificial guys love is painful love guys love is so painful because it goes against our human nature love does not say eye for an eye love says if you hit me on this cheek i give you the other cheek right love says pray for your enemies and pray for their prosperity even though you know that they don't love you and you know that they don't wish you well but you still pray for them love says even if this lady doesn't talk to me i'll still advertise their business because i love them and i want to see them succeed the greatest reflection of love, believers, is not in church. The greatest reflection of love is what you do after church. 
to the people that do not say, hey, glory, hallelujah, to the people, but you still have to love them, right? To the people that will wrong you intentionally, but you still have to love them. To the people that do not have the same type of belief as you, but you still have to love them. You know, you can't claim to have the Spirit of God only when or when you cry and jump, 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 jump in church. But the same Spirit cannot convict you of hating your neighbor and you've been hating them for 20 years and 30 years and not talking to your neighbor. But you say you have the Spirit of God. But when it's time for you to forgive your neighbor and talk to them and borrow them, one, two, three, one, two, three, you can't. Uh uh, guys, that is not the Spirit of God. That's attention seeking. No, that's really attention seeking. And I was also once there, guys, where I claimed to have the Spirit of God to can be able to tell Hori, no, this person is not a good person. This person is, 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 is the right person. But the same spirit that I claim to have couldn't tell me that, no, Lerati, you are very judgmental. Lerati, you are on a high horse. And guys, please, one advice that I can give you as believers, don't, don't, don't be there on, on a high horse because you know, if God humbles you, oh, it's very painful. Don't, don't wait for God to humble you. Humble yourself. <laughs> Even the Bible says, humble yourself by the side of the Lord. Don't, if he humbles you, you will be dusted. You, you will be torn to pieces. We need to humble ourselves, guys. And we need to realize that we are not perfect. And with the same grace that we accepted from Christ, let us, let us allow it for other people. People are not perfect. We, th- we strive for perfection, but we can never be perfect, right? Because of the, the, the flesh, we can never. So we need to deconstruct all these standards that we have set for our churches and for ourselves as people, as believers. You know, you can't say, you, know, you can't talk to me when you're holding a bottle of beer. Hyper guys, no ways, no ways, no ways. Even God himself, who became flesh, in the form of Christ, did not put such parameters. He even dined with sinners and tax collectors and everyone else. What more about us who are actual sinners? You know, we, 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 as a church, we need to put that principle first, which is do not correct if you don't love. The first thing is to love and then you correct, right? Now, Jesus does a very important thing and he says a very important principle that I believe we also need to learn as a church. He says, go home and sin no more or live, live your life of sin. It, it is very important for Jesus to mention this because you cannot love someone and not correct them, right? So the first position is to love people. And then from that love, you can be able to correct them, right? Because you can't correct someone without loving them. You will judge them. But now, it's also wrong, guys, to love someone and not correct them. Because the aim for us as believers is to help each other grow in, 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 in our relationship with God. Right? I cannot see my sister in Christ and my brother in Christ, you know, going down the drain and not being able to correct them. But how do I correct them? with love right i correct them with understanding i correct them with compassion 
because the ultimate goal is for us to experience eternal life and to be saved and to experience also the benefits of what God has in store for us while we're still alive. And to be quite honest, a sinful life derails us or it takes us far from what God wants us to experience while, while we're still alive. So, principle number one, do not correct without loving. Principle number two, do not love and not correct. Because now you are saying I love you, but I don't ultimately wish what is best for you. Right? And and John is given a message in the book of Revelation to I wanna mention three churches, particularly these three churches. The first church is the the church of um Ephesus, or however that's pronounced, um, the message from from Christ is to this church. It says, "He says you have enjoyed enjoyed hardship in my name, and have not grown weary." So he starts by complimenting them. He says, "You know, all the hardships of this world, you have carried them, and you have not grown tired of of carrying the hardships, right?" And then he says, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Repent and do things you did at first. This is Christ saying to this church. He says, but you have this in your favor. You hate the the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Right? So, in 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 this text, um, in Revelations to, to the church of, of, of Ephesus, God is saying, you have enjoyed hardship, but one thing that I, that I hold against you is that you have forsaken your first love, right? He says, go back. Go back to your first love. He says, go back to God, right? And then he says, but you have this in your favor. You hate what I hate. And because you hate what I hate, I have favored you. Right? As, as, as believers, we need to hate what God hates. What does God hate? God hates sin. Right? We should hate sin, not people. It is wrong to hate people. It is great to hate sin. Right? So, 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 it, it, it's a balance and knowing what to do when. This is the type of love that God God talks about, right? He says, love people the, the, the way I had said you should love them. Be patient, be kind, you know, to people. But also walking this journey with people, knowing that they will sin, hate sin in a sense that you will be able to correct them and say, my brother in Christ, I love you so much. But ABC that you're doing, I don't really like. Help me, help me, or explain okay, how we can work together to help you come to this point of you know being free from A, B, C, and D, right? Because now, guys, we find ourselves in a position where sick like about to that we can't even pray for, right? We criticize celebrities, we criticize you know people, but we don't even take time to pray for them. And that is not the stance God wants to take. Wants us to take. He says, "Love people. Otherwise, then keep quiet, because now 
if you are going to have an opinion about someone or if you're going to criticize something then you should also have the love to say i'm going to pray for it i'm going to seek god's heart for for this thing right so to this church he says you have forsaken me but you have this in your favor you hate what i hate and you hate sin guys it is not right it is not right for us to love people and not correct them it is not right for us to love people and let them live in 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 slavery to sin in bondage to sin it is not right it really is not right okay so so this is what god is saying to this church to the next churches the other two churches he says he has a problem with them Bona particularly because one they tolerate the woman jezebel who calls herself a prophet so now this is happening within the church right we see this this the teachings of this lady jezebel he says the teaching his her teachings are misleading my people into sexual immorality and eating food sacrificed to idols the second the second thing he says you guys tolerate the teachings of balaam who taught balak to entice israelites to sin so they eat food sacrificed to idols and commit sexual immorality this is happening in church that's the second spirit. The, se the third spirit is the teachings of the Nicol Nicolodians, which is similar to the spirit of God. And, and, and you know, there are people that, you know, believe in stars. Hey, guys, these days we believe in a lot of things. But these things are happening in church. And as a church, we're not correcting them, you know. And we find ourselves in two extremes, right? Because we're afraid to be, to be seen as judgmental, there are certain things that we do not correct, right, as a church. And as a result, they become part and parcel of what we claim to be the ministry of Christ. And so people see us and they're like, ah, Mara, people at church do A, B, C, and D. So what's the difference between people outside and people in church, right? But there's also another extreme. Yeah, Sis Jane, who's in ushering, who always looks at the ladies, that are wearing somehow and covers them with her, you know, before before loving them. But Jenna, she's so concerned about the men in church. Or yo, what will Mfundi um, say when she's when he sees the ladies wearing short skirts? But it doesn't come from a place of love. It comes from a place of observing protocol in church, right? So we have two extremes that need to be corrected and broken down by Christ. And Christ is saying that, guys, let's put love first right let's put love first and then from that love we'll be able to correct properly and this thing of judgment we are judged as a church because not we are also judgmental because the bible says with the same measure of judgment that you give to other people it will be the same measure given to you hence you find people saying Yo, your pastors are doing A, B, C, and D. Yo, ing, ing, ing. And you get frustrated of people judging the church, right? But you do not look internally and say, but what is the church doing wrong, right? Our focus shouldn't be on what people are saying. Our focus should be, what can we fix 
so that this house of the Lord, the institution, and us as people are, are a reflection of God's love for his people. Right? So, so two extremes. Judgment, right? Or being scared of um, being scared of saying, Hori, we are, we are judgmental. So now there's free will and then there's judgment. And those things are both wrong because there's a perfect balance that is found in Christ. And Christ was a perfect example to say, you can love someone in their sinful nature because no one is perfect. As long as we under this flesh, we are not perfect. And you can walk the journey with them to repentance and to living a proper life as, as a Christian. So what is God telling us through this message today, guys? God is saying to us, let us put love first. Love is fundamental. Love does not condemn. It is not our duty, guys, to change people. We can never like we can never some of us can't change ourselves like we have resolutions that we can't do because we can't change ourselves what more about people so that is not our task that is not our job we are burdening ourselves with things that only god can do so let us love right let us love unconditionally let us love as if we are loving ourselves you know if you can put yourself in a person's position and say yo how would I have acted if I was in this position? Then you will fully know her. Yo, wow. Actually, I need to give this person grace. I need to give this person love. Um, this past weekend, I was visiting my friend. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, and we happened to talk about this topic, right? Topic of love and, you know, being, being gracious and allowing God's grace. So she mentioned a story that I, haven't, that I hadn't heard of. Um, of a Muslim lady with her family that they were, they were in court and the person that was being persecuted was a guy that had killed their child. So this lady's uh, child was killed by this guy. And for whatever reason, so this guy was being released. Yeah? This guy was being released. Um, the details, not too sure of why he was being released and why the charges had fallen off but after the the judge had pronounced that judgment to say he's going to be released this lady came to this guy that was crying and then she said do not condemn yourself i forgive you now forgive yourself imagine this guy had, had killed this this lady's son he says Ma, I, I, I know that you've done that, but I forgive you. So now forgive yourself. Do not condemn yourself. Live your life, you know, be who, who, who you're supposed to be. You know, do not be trapped by condemnation. And we need so many Christians, but we have so many Christians that are hurt, that are bitter from things that, are, that were done to them by human beings and are, are not in a position of forgiveness. And as a result, we hate people, we despise people, and all we can do is pretend. That's all we can do in church is to pretend. And, and to be quite honest, we're not going to win souls by pretending. That is not going to happen. And as long as the church is pretending and the church is not transparent about 
who we are as people and about our mistakes and how we're going to correct it, we are still far from what God has commissioned us to do as a church and as human beings. So guys, inside out, you know, take time to also reflect to yourself. Hore, you know, what are the areas in my life that I haven't shown love or to the type of, to the people that I thought they are undeserving of my love? You know, it can be someone that you're angry at. Hore, utuse, clap, clap, yahao, 10 years ago. Yo, guys, some of us, <laughs> we get angry at things that are small and they really touch us, honestly. And the burden of unforgiveness is so heavy. It's like holding up, ne? If you hold up your hands, even if you're not holding anything, over time, your hands become tired, even if you're not holding anything. Because once you hold something that is very small and not meaningful to your life, with bitterness in your heart, it becomes too heavy for you to carry. So this week, take time, reflect on yourself and say, what are the areas or who are the people that I haven't loved as God has commissioned me to love? You know, have I have I not forgiven this person? It frees you guys. It frees you. Loving someone that is undeserving of your love is the biggest thing you can ever do. It is the biggest. Like if you are to show your maturity and your Christ-like behavior, if you are to show your Christ-like behavior, is loving someone who's undeserving of your love, who intentionally hurts you, but still loving them and praying for them and praying for their success and supporting them, you know, and wishing them well. That is the greatest, greatest form of us reflecting who Christ is as believers. So take take time, guys, to, to reflect and say, but you've been judgmental in A, B, C, and D. You know, a person that is not a murderer cannot say, I cannot come to you as a Christian. There's absolutely a lot wrong with you if that's the case. You know, we should be able to draw the world to us. We should be able to draw the world to us. We are the light of the world. So take time to reflect personally on yourself to say, what are the areas that God needs to work um, in you to make sure that you love wholeheartedly and what are the barriers that he needs to break you know for some of us it's accept acceptance of god's love because we've been too strict for for so many years to ourselves that we can't accept god's love and as a result we can't give it to other people because because we can't accept it and we can't accept it you know some of us are strict christians that that know the type of god that is uh, a god that punishes and so because of you have that experience of a God that punishes, and that's the only type of God that you know. Now you feel like other people need to be punished and other people need to suffer because that's the type of love from God that you've experienced yourself personally. So you need to, to ask God to help you break down those things that you can be able to experience fully His love and from a full container and a full cup, you can be able to give to other people. Some of us, we need to just pray for the spirit of jealousy. Some of us, we need to pray for the spirit, you know, of, of, of you know, not, not accepting people. Not accepting people and loving people, you know. And for some of us, we need to pray for the spirit of compromising God's standards. Just because we feel like maybe people are going to say, 
we are judgmental. And by saying compromising God's standard, I'm not saying being harsh on people. I'm saying loving people and correcting them God's type of way and not leaving them in sin. You know, you should be able to correct your friend. If your friend is doing something that is very sinful, you can't say, ah, my friend, Vele. Vele, you know, people like talking. That is wrong because now you will, you will also be judged in heaven for having not corrected this person for whatever it is that they're doing. It can be gossip, it can be sexual immorality, whatever it is, whatever it is, we need to, to take that stance as a church. You know, there, there is no way a church cannot be a hospital for everyone to come in and receive healing. There is no way. So as a, as a church, we are so far from uh, I'm completing the mission that God has given us because there are so many people that are outside of church that, that haven't experienced God's love and we need to do that you know we need to greet people some of us can't greet we don't greet people we need to greet people you know whether you're at shop right it's a lady that's working or it's someone umama or a child greet people maybe maybe through you being kind, some people would be able to know that, you know, we serve a kind God. But because we are so mean, people now take that as a reflection of God. And some people say, yo, the God of Christians is so mean. People should be able to say, yo, glory to God. Yo, God is so gracious. God is so loving. By seeing you loving and you being gracious, you know, people should experience God through you and, and through your life. But some of us, we don't greet. Some of us are even rude. It doesn't matter if it's on social media or, or whatever. They're like, oh no, we're not on the same level, so whatever. We, we can't be like that. We can't be like that. We can't bear fruit of the world. The Bible says the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is what the church is doing today. The church is doing the role of the enemy. The church is killing people, it's stealing people's joy and it's destroying so many believers. You know, so many people have come out of church and they're so broken and they don't even want to go back. Not just to church, but even to God. They're saying, yo, God is so mean. God is so unkind because of what we've done as a church. So Bazalwani, I urge you, if you haven't experienced God's love and you feel that is the reason why, Accept it. God's love is so abundant. He doesn't care what you've done. He doesn't care what you've He died for you knowing that you're going to say, knowing that you're going to hurt them. Hence, I said, love is so painful, guys, because God sacrificed knowing that some people will reject Him. God's love is so abundant. It's, you know, nothing can ever help you comprehend it because it's so different from the type of love that you experience in this world. God's love is so sacrificial and he loves us still. He loves us even if. And that is the type of love we need to accept and that is also the type of love that we need to give to people. The even if type of love. To say, I will love you even if you betray me. I will love you even if you talk bad about my family. I will love you even if you don't support my business. I will love you. I will still support and repost about your business. You know, I will love you. Even if I asked you for a 10 rand the other day, you didn't give it to me. 
and today you came back you came to me to ask for money i will still give it to you because that's the type of love god is talking about it's so sacrificial guys it's so sacrificial it's so painful you can't do it without the holy spirit you cannot it has it's the it's the fruit of the holy spirit it's it's difficult to do it without the holy spirit now sometimes i'm like yo 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 you know god has i feel like this year god has tested me to love people unconditionally even people that i feel like ah, no absolutely no way and god is still working in that you know there are people that i don't talk to um because of, because of past experiences and i'm open to god working in me because at the end of the day guys we need to be who god has called us to be and we need to win souls and the kingdom of god cannot be at lack because of your attitude and your lack of forgiveness and your lack of love it cannot be guys it cannot be so let us experience god's love and let us give it to people right god's love is so abundant and it's not hard if you do it with the holy spirit it is really not hard it's just a matter of listening our hearts should be surrendered to god and our ears should be surrendered to god you know so this week evaluate the people that you haven't loved um properly you know some of us maybe it's it's our partners he or she did a b c and d to you so now you feel like oh because he did this then i'm also gonna do it so that you can feel how i felt some of us it's our families maybe you haven't spoken to a certain mother or uncle and maybe possibly it's too toxic for you to to talk to them right now maybe all you need um for you to heal is to pray for them to pray for god to heal them to pray for god to prosper them to pray for god to open their eyes to pray for god to save them maybe that's all you need for now so evaluation and and listen to the holy spirit so this week let us cement ourselves in the holy spirit and and have us you know be who god wants us to be help us for us, for us to be who who he really wants us to be, you know, let him break break all the walls that we've put up for other people and for ourselves, you know, so that we can be gracious, you know, we can be patient, you know, we can be forgiving, we cannot keep we do not keep record of wrongs, um, so that we become who God really wants us to be. Right. And possibly after listening to this message and after me um, mentioning John 3 verse 16 where it says he gave his life so that whoever believes and when you can't comprehend that because maybe you do not believe. And this is really the gift of God for everyone who believes. God is saying in my, in my house there are so many rooms. In my mansion there are so many rooms. And there is a place for you. It's never too late to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if yesterday you were bowing down to a different idol or just a few minutes ago before listening to this. God is saying, my arms are wide open. While you're still alive, there's still an opportunity for you to experience the inheritance and the sonship that, it, that God is giving to you. So if that is you, I would like for you to pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart wash away all my sins and make me new again i believe that you lived that you died 
and you rose again. I believe that you are Lord and Savior, and I accept you as one today. Forgive me all my sins, Lord, and help me forgive myself. Make me new and wash me, Lord, with the blood of Jesus Christ. I accept the inheritance of being your son, and I accept the gift of the Holy Spirit. I love you, and I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you've said that prayer, guys, would love to hear from you. And welcome and welcome. Heaven is happy for you. We are also happy for you that you are saved. Guys, this is the best decision you can ever make. It's like living a life with Emmanuel, literally. God walks with you in whatever area. Where it doesn't matter if you sin or you fall short. He is able to pick you up and carry you on his back. And you continue this journey with him. So if that is you guys, we are so proud of you. And God is very proud of you, right? Um, yeah, so to everyone that listened to this message, I hope and pray that this personally spoke to you and that you will be able to evaluate the areas in your life and that you do not feel condemned, really, um, that this helps you, you know, to, to work on yourself and, and, and be a better person and be who God wants you to be, really. Our identity is of love. We are loving people naturally. Just that sin, sin destroyed us, but we are loving people naturally. So I wish um, you a week of you know great things that are coming into you. And I hope that this process will be easy for you. I, I hope that the Holy Spirit will help you and help make it easy for you in terms of forgiving and loving others, right? Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your for you dwelling in us, Father, in your presence in our lives. Um, Lord, we thank you for the 20 chances, the 100 chances, the million chances that you've given us. And we thank you for dying on the cross for us, knowing that we're sinners and knowing that we possibly might sin again. Um, we thank you so much for your love and for your forgiveness, for your grace and your mercy. We receive all of it, Father God, and we do not condemn ourselves. And we pray, Father God, that you help us to not condemn others, that we fully love, Father God, even the people that do not love us, even the people that we feel are not deserving of our love, that we fully and excel in the gift of loving. Um, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you. Bless each and every one this week. May this week be a blessed one. May you prosper everything that we do, everything that we touch. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in areas that we're lacking, Lord God, may you continue being provider. In the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you and we praise you now and forever. Amen and amen. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.